Hey. Welcome to Hey Espa. Welcome. Hello. You may be wondering what this is, and honestly, we still are too. Yeah. You might be wondering why we're currently in your ear holes. It's because you you did this to yourself. You did do you this might, to yourself. And then we, might, well, we put it out Unless there. someone's doing it to you. <laughs> you could be a hostage in someone's car right now. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, in I which case. somebody on my car. They're in my trunk. Uh, 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 we're you here. You reminded me, Ari. You brought this up. I, I did. What I meant, I meant held hostage in the passenger seat. You know what I mean? When it's like your friends giving you a ride to the airport and it's like two hours away. So you're just sitting and they're like, oh, let's turn something on to listen to it. And you're expecting, you know, 98.5 greatest American hits. But instead, what comes up is this podcast. And yep. um, oh. I am so sorry for you for that. Uh, you must be so confused. And honestly, we are too. Yeah. Apologies to anyone listening that is an employee at Panera. Mm, yes. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you have to work there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where we have this podcast on repeat through the speakers. If you go to any Panera in the southeast, it is hey ass but all the time, baby. Yep. That's how we make the money. We are wildly inappropriate for children, so... Fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. Wait. Yeah, fuck those kids. Uh, Fuck those kids, but don't, like, fuck those kids, am I right? The official Habcast stance is, you know, um, kids or whatever. But we're not here to talk about kids. Or how much I would punch one out of my body if one one ever found its way in there. Um, I don't think that's how birth works. No, I'd punch it like, like pre-birth. You'd, pu- you'd punch it, yeah. Like I would just punch it out, like a little, like the little fetus baby. Okay. I wouldn't have it. Like I wouldn't get give birth to it. What I'm saying is, is I would have an abortion, Ben. <gasps> I know. Via punching. Via punching. Clutches um, pearls. Maybe a little trip down the stairs. We don't know. Uh, But yeah, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about uh, stuff we didn't like, and then maybe we do like, or maybe we don't. Guys, I'm tired. Yeah. This is going to be one of those episodes where it's like, clearly for the beginning portion, we're scraping the barrel, but the second half I've got some stuff to say, so just hold out for that, you know? Just, this is ever anyone who listens to the podcast for just the first half. Sorry about this one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, energy, baby. Hey, I told y'all what I wanted to talk about, and y'all said no because we talked about it last week, apparently. But I have no memory of that because I, we recorded that episode like two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but all right. Who wants to go first? Okay, so stuff we hated first try, yes, and then enjoyed second try, yes. And I think or at some least subsequent tries. I think some some of these answers are going to surprise some of us, and I'm pretty excited for that. My first answer: Dark Souls. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, 
like for realsies i've tried demon souls when it was on ps3 i was working at a warehouse and i didn't have a whole lot of time for video games and i just ended up never going back to it and then i think i picked up dark souls like after hearing about a co-worker like he literally broke the game in half and he said it was so hard and he just fucking Damn. hated it yeah and then i got a copy like immediately after that I was like alright fuck it I'm, if it's like under 20 bucks I'm picking it up from GameStop and I did and I spent a whole weekend trying to get past like the first area like I didn't even make it like through like the first like boss the giant fucking like like I can't remember but it's basically the giant dragon with the club and like the first boss you meet in Dark Souls 1 could not beat it uh, and then it was probably when I got into Super Best Friends Play and I started hearing them talk about it. And then I watched like the race between like Matt and Liam and uh, Wooly and Pat. And I was like, you know what? If these chuckle fucks can play this goddamn game, if Pat can play this bullshit, I can too. And then I, just from like then on, like I started with two and then worked my way uh, around the franchise and really loved it. So hell yeah. That yeah. that answer doesn't surprise me because everyone I have talked to about Dark Souls just like the series as a whole is like it's a it's a game that kicks your ass. And yeah. I imagine if you don't have time to like really fucking dedicate to it, you're just like this game is so frustrating and for very little reward. Oh yeah. Um, uh, no one you there is no in between. When yeah. it comes to Dark Souls, either people have played it once and fucking hate it, or they're like me, they eventually like found time to grind into it and then really loved it. Uh, I rarely meet anybody in the middle. I um, have a little Dark Souls aside that I would like to share, if y'all are okay with that. Sure. sure. So my roommate is playing um, one of the Dark Souls right now. I think it's Dark Souls 3? Yeah. And uh, he also is really into The Binding of Isaac, and I hate that game. Um, (laughs) For no particular reason other than I think it is just absolutely disgusting. Like, I think it's a gross-looking game, and I don't like staring at it. I I get that that's the point, but I don't have to like it, you know? Like, I I, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy watching it. I just think it's super gross. I, I get that people enjoy that shit and more power mm-hmm. to them a similar game i would say is probably hades and that game is beautiful to look at everyone's yeah. super hot and it's very cute and 10 out of 10 you know mm. um well, little shit boys they get the shit kicked out of them by their moms need representation too okay so anyways Basically, my roommate was like, so what would you prefer to look at all day, Dark Souls or Binding of Isaac? And I was like, oh, Dark Souls 100%. Like, yeah, there's a lot of creepy creatures in it, but it's a beautiful game. And the music Mm -hmm. is wonderful. And the character designs are really cool. And the little mushroom guys are kind of cute. I don't know. I'm into it. I'm I'm into the mushroom guys. Oh, yeah. The ones in Dark Souls 2 are pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Dark Souls one, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff to look at in Dark Souls compared to Binding of Isaac, which I am with you. It is a very gross game. Yeah. But when I'm feeling a little edgy and I'm like, you know what? Let's, I, I 
Let's do a couple of runs of binding guys that can see if we can still kick mom's ass. Let's do this. No, I, and I understand. And people are allowed yeah. to like whatever the fuck they want. And I get that some people enjoy it for mm-hmm. the aesthetic. Yeah. I can't imagine why, but I mean, more power to you. I don't give a shit. Don't make me play it. But if you were going to ask me like what game I would like to sit down and look at for hours on end, the Binding mm. of Isaac wouldn't even make it into the top 10. Oh, yeah. Mm. Anybody who puts it in their top 10 is a psychopath. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're right. I would also say that about Five Nights at Freddy's, which, like, yeah. is just, uh, you know, there's a lot going on there. And I also understand yeah. it's kind of the point. Uh, yeah, I think the thing with Five Nights at Freddy's is definitely all about the lore and mm. not any of the rest of it yeah if you ever because i was i was talking about five nights at freddy's with someone and i was just like the gameplay itself not fun not not fun not a fun time i actually if you want to be bored out of your mind watching a let's play watch a no death five nights at freddy's let's play (laughs) because (laughs) it's just watching someone turn on lights and close doors for like an hour and 45 minutes and that's it yeah that's the entire game if you watch a no death let's play like you don't you barely get any jump scares i it it cracked me up because uh i don't know why i watched it i've I've never played a five nights at freddy game and i guess i was like kind of curious and I was like, mm, I don't think I can handle scary shit right now. I'm going to watch one with no deaths. And that was a mistake because it was just supremely boring. <laughs> that does sound boring yeah. as hell. I understand. I, I think another thing that kind of bothers me if I'm not at Freddy's. And again, I understand if it wasn't this way, there wouldn't be a game. And you know what? It mightn't even be answered in the fucking lore. But what sort of goddamn psychopath sets up a fucking pizza any any building where it takes energy to close a door <laughs> well, it's a very high security door oh okay because yeah. yeah, you know how the, the the bots work in five nights at freddy's like why they try to kill the security guard right yes they're possessed no oh. no so they are fully me- like mechanical and so they're just robots Right. And what what they think when they see a person is, oh, that's a, another bot that is out of its suit and it needs to be put into a suit. Yes, yes, yes. And that kills the person somehow. Um, I think because these suits were created by psychopaths who put like, they're basically like Iron Maidens. Yeah. But like, you know, Chuck E. Cheese characters. Yeah. Now it's been since the first one came out since I paid anything like any sort of attention to Five Nights at Freddy's, so my yeah. information may be wrong. Because I know we do have youngerish listeners that probably were into it back in the day. I think that there's also a bunch of like lore that's been expanded on in recent games, which is maybe where I got like the their the possessed answer from. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely remember reading a wiki about it, and it was like, yeah, and. The manager of the place murdered a bunch of children and put them in the suits. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Yep. Yeah. Travis, Let's just burn the whole suitcase instead. <laughs> yeah. 
burn the whole yeah uh one of my answers is actually uh og fallout oh. um because uh, you know obviously my introduction to the series was three and new vegas mm-hmm. uh new vegas being you know the greatest video game ever created ever um but then when I, I I would hear stuff about like how good the writing and Fallout original Fallout was and like you know obviously it's the original there's going to be some cool stuff in there but I, I was never told anything about like what the gameplay was like or uh, how it looked or anything I was just like okay yeah Fallout one and I downloaded it I noticed it was really small because I was like oh yeah this is a game from like the nineties. But I get like I went into it expecting Morrowind, and then did not get that, and so I kind of bounced off of it immediately. And then like several years ago, I was like, you know what? I'll give OG Fallout another chance. And now, if I ever open it up, it's the only thing I do for eight hours. <laughs> I have a quick question: was what yes. was what turned you off the fact? is the fact that OG Fallout is, like, famously very hard? No, actually. I knew it was going to be hard. Okay. Um, what turned me off was the isometri- isometric... I- isometric? The, the isometric angle. Mm. And then also the, like, much more turn-based combat. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Because, like I said, being introduced to it in 3 in New Vegas, you're very, like, FPS, real-time combat. Uh, Especially, like, basically any game at that point. Like, all the big games were, like, real-time, first-person combat stuff. So, going back to what it was originally Mm -hmm. was a bit of a turnoff. Yeah. But then I finally, like, looked past all that, and I was like, God, this is the greatest fucking thing ever made. Um, I have often wondered, like, if the reason why, I mean, not that I would say New Vegas is particularly, like, an easy game. (coughs) Sorry. Don't know why I'm coughing. But I wonder if, like, Fallout is, um, like, so much harder because it's back when video games were still kind of niche. I don't know. Oh, that's definitely part of it. It is like there are things about Fallout where I feel like it's it's one of those situations where if in the day of digital, like you don't have the manual, so there are things that you just won't know about unless you read the wiki. Yeah. Um, but then also it's just it is that era of video game where the games weren't big 60 hour movie time masterpieces like they are now Mm -hmm. it was really like i think you can if you fucking speed run fallout you can do it in a couple of hours Mm -hmm. but uh they wanted you to explore and basically spend as much time as possible so that's where the difficulty comes in and that's where the not knowing what the fuck to do comes in because you're supposed to go around yourself and figure it out and that's what adds to the length of the game and i can tell you like 
knowing what to do at the beginning significantly changes how you start once you actually know how to get the ball rolling. Interesting. Yeah. I like got- I, I I had a most the most recent playthrough I had, I think I had done I had gotten basically to the halfway point in the quest in the main quest in like an hour or two. Damn. And then I got fucking shot up by super mutants and I closed the game. <laughs> yep. Because it's also it's very unforgiving with saving too. It is like if you don't save constantly, like get fucked. Like mm-hmm. one time I had a I had a run where I was literally at the top of the map. I traveled to the bottom of the map, got killed, and then lost like two and a half hours of progress. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not going back. And I started a new game. Nice. I um, was asked about a video game related question recently that I want to pose to you guys. And that is... Um, well, okay, so I'm going to tell you what I got asked and also what my answer was. So I got asked, um, how do you feel about using guides when you're like stuck in a video game and you don't know what to do next? And go for it. Yeah, Yeah, same. Absolutely. I was basically like, this is not a professional situation. I'm playing this game for fun, and if it gets too hard or I get stuck and just super frustrated, it's not fun for me anymore. Like, video games aren't aren't a job I do. They're a hobby, you know? Yeah. And mm. if you use a fucking, like, wiki to figure out, oh, I need to take the turn here to get this item to do the thing, like, no shame in that, bro. Fucking do it. Mm-hmm. That ain't cheating. That's just, you know... Yeah, you, save yourself the time. Yeah, exactly. So one of my favorite Zelda games of all time is Oracle of Seasons. Mm-hmm. Because it was one of those games that I played a lot because I was bad at video games. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, as a kid, I played it a lot but never really got very far. Like, basically, I would play it every couple of months and make a little bit of progress. Mm-hmm. Um but then one day I was just in a I had gone to a used bookstore with my dad in Texas or something. It was like down the street from my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. And we just went there and I found a official printed guide for Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. It was like you have it one way and it's Oracle of Seasons and then you like literally turn the book over and it's Oracle of Ages. It was it's super cool. Nice. I still ha- it's like a collector's item now. I yeah. I have it in my on my bookshelf and I'll never get rid of it. But having that guide saved my life. Yeah. Because I mean not saved my life literally, <clears throat> but like it saved my relationship with that game and I love it because I was able to actually get to experience the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, by using the guide, and I thought that was awesome. And now it's like I said, my favorite Zelda game of all time. So yeah, all for using guides when you either just want to or just absolutely have to like break down and do it. Nice. Um, 
I have an answer to this question, and I think it's going to surprise you guys a little bit. What's that? Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yeah? Yep. First time I tried playing Fallout New Vegas, I was like, hmm, I don't really like this. And then I gave it up for like four months. Yeah. And then I went back and started it again. And now it's one of my favorite video games of all time. time. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And I... What you got? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, my, my next answer is very similar to this. Yeah. What would you got, Ari? Oh, okay. So I don't know. I can't tell you what turned me off about New Vegas. I can tell you where I got, and that is I got to Novak the first time and was okay. just like, okay, I haven't really, I don't really see what the appeal is. I'm going to go play Fallout 4 for a little bit and we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um,. And that's and that's what that was. And uh, yeah, played Fallout Four for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. decided to give New Vegas a try again because I had it on my computer, and I am so glad I did because I think the quest that got me for New Vegas is the one where you go and you help. Come fly with me. It's the it's the quest where you go like. Uh, the guy in Novak's like, hey, go clear, clear the ghouls out of here. And then you go and the ghouls are like, well, we can't leave because there's a bunch of nightkin in the basement. And then you go to the nightkin and they're like, well, we can't leave because we want drugs. So you have to go and you have the option to just fucking murder everybody and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Or you can just help everyone accomplish their goals and you don't have to kill anybody. And I was like... For once, I'm having more fun not murdering a bunch of people in a video game than I would be if I just murdered a bunch of people in a video yeah. game. It's awesome. Yeah. So, and then I did my first run through as like a, a male character, and that was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, 10 out of 10. And, um,. Don't know why I ever was like, eh, I don't know, not into this. Because now I'm super into it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like I said a minute ago, my answer is very similar to this. Because I can't pinpoint really what turned me off to it at first. Mm -hmm. And it took me literally like eight to ten tries. And it was like about that many different friends that tried to get me to watch it. Oh, damn. Uh, but it was BoJack Horseman. Ah. Yeah. Now, that is a show with one of the worst pilots. It's just grating. The main character just seems awful. None of the side characters seem super interesting. There's a few that seem interesting, but nobody's super great or anything. Mm-hmm. But god damn. The pilot to Bojack's Horseman kind of sucks, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. I did when I started. I started watching Bojack at some point last year just mm-hmm. to see what it's like. Um, because I never like watched it before, and it did start to grow on me mm-hmm. after I was several episodes removed from the pilot. Yeah, exactly. Now I have watched it all the way through, probably two or three times, but. 
those first several tries of trying to watch it Ooh, buddy like i would fall asleep and i wasn't even drunk i would just pass mm-hmm. the fuck out you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but no like i've grown to love it i love i will watch like dissertations on this shit like there's a great episode or a great video on youtube that friend of the show Tomathan uh sent me and it's a comparison or the differences between the nihilism in rick and morty and the nihilism in bojack horseman Mm, I think I've seen that. It's very interesting. I want to say it's only like 10 or 20 minutes long. It's pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, I can't like, like, there's a couple of ideas of why I didn't like the, that first episode. And it was eventually somebody, I think it was my friend Taylor or another friend was like, look, please skip to the second episode. Just start watching from there. And then just see what happens. And that's when I fell in love with the show. Hell yeah. I also like watched all six or seven, however many seasons at the time, real goddamn fast. Um. That's why I made our Netflix account, Your Icon is Bojack. (laughs) (laughs) We're all horses. I don't know if y'all noticed, uh, but on our Netflix account, we're all horses. Oh, yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I'm a a gay horse. You're the horse from She-Ra. Yeah, the gay one. And I'm, I'm... I'm Roach from uh, Witcher. Are you sure you're not goddamn Seabiscuit? I think you're Seabiscuit, It's not Seabiscuit. Mm, I think you're Seabiscuit. It's not Seabiscuit. It's from the Witcher icon collection. You know what I love is that we can absolutely go see what we've been watching on Netflix. For example, right now, I am looking at what Travis has been watching on Netflix. Fuck you, Travis. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I... Uh, have a thing. I have another oh, thing. But you I go also first. have another thing. What's your thing? My other thing is the show Community. Ooh, that's a good Ooh, answer. Yeah. I I started it a long time ago because this was back when it was like still airing too. I started it and I was like, I watched the one uh, Chaos Theory episode that everyone was talking about, and I was like, okay, yeah, it was good. I like Donald Glover, but whatever. But now I've actually started like kind of sat down and actually like have been paying attention and seeing what is going on. Mm-hmm. Very good. Hell yeah! I'm glad you liked it because it's really is enjoying good. it. Good. It's such a good show. There's a there's a season in there that's eh. the gas leak season. Yeah, <laughs> and also how the show ends. It's fine. Yeah. I I never finished Community. I'll be honest. From what I've heard, it's not. It's one of those where it's like you don't really need to. Okay. Um, I also have an answer, and it's also a television show. And What's that? that answer, I believe, is something I've talked about before. But by God, I'll talk about it again. And that is—is is it supernatural? No, I mean, t- well, <laughs> technically, yes, but I'm yeah. not counting that one because it's. <laughs> It is against my will, technically. Um, <laughs> no, it is actually da 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 Star Trek. Like oh. every Star Trek series, like all of them, every single one. 
I watched the pilots and I bounce hard because Star Trek just cannot do a fucking pilot that I like. Yeah. And then eventually I'll go back to them and I'll skip a couple episodes and I'll be like, okay, y'all found your sea legs. I'm into it now. You, you keep going. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of sci-fi that's like that, though. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I will say, I'm not the only person who feels that way about Next Generation. Uh, everyone knows that the first season of Next Generation is just bad. It's just not good. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you haven't heard, I, I spent a lot of time on TV tropes back in, like, 2010 but a a trope growing the beard is what it's called when like a show kind of starts out bad but then gets really good and that term comes from next generation yes yeah because Riker grows a beard between seasons one and two and everybody kind of differentiates like the pre the the bad stuff from the good stuff based on Riker's facial hair hell yeah 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 so, uh, do we have a third answer? We want to. We want to round our rule. The rule of three. This thing. Technically, a rule of nine because uh, there's three of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, have we each only given two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I have a third answer. I mean, I'm sure I do, but I think technically they're kind of cheating. Because I actually haven't gotten back into them yet. I just hope I do. I hope I like them. Hmm. I feel like that counts. Like, if all three of us have an answer like that. I mean, I have an answer that's like, I watched it, and I'm never going to go back to the goddamn thing. So I feel like for the third one, we can wildcard this shit. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I'm never going to finish The Walking Dead. I do not give a shit. It's so poorly paced. I, I don't that. like any of yeah. the characters. Like, Negan uh, is cool, but fuck it. Yeah, basically, I think after season two, it is literally just a series of everyone takes turns with the dumb bitch juice. Yes. Mm. Like, it literally just, like, everyone's passing around the bottle, like, every six episodes. Yeah, knowledge of DBJ has really like specifically from supernatural and how they treat problems really kills my want to watch any other show deal with that shit sorry like that may have been a lot of things to say no but it's just you, you're right i actually was literally thinking oh they have supernatural disease like yeah <laughs> yeah Yes, especially because it's now it's very long running. It's what on season <clears throat> 10, 11 now. Uh it, yeah, it's basically they're all of their plots are <clears throat> just someone takes a sip of the dumb bitch juice and they and then everyone deals with the consequences. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You right. Um, I feel like for a lot of longtime watchers of Walking Dead, it's a sunk f- sunk cost fallacy at this point. That's that is how fans of, of Grey's Anatomy have to be. Like, oh, yeah. the, I you know what? I'm coming out the gate fucking swinging. All right, f- fuck Grey's Anatomy. There are much much better Shonda Rhimes shows. Where I, all of the dialogue is not fucking like that. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. please go watch other Shonda Rhimes shows. I, actually, you know what? I know some Greatest Anatomy fans. They watch all of the Shonda Rhimes shows. Give this one up. <laughs> okay? You don't need this one. You, it's, you're able to move on. There are some really, really good stuff from Shonda Rhimes out there. And I just can't get behind Grey's Anatomy. And I never tried, so that's not my answer. But Grey's Anatomy has been on the air for so long. And, like, there's no way it can still be good. To me, I assume that the best part of that show is Sandra was Sandra O, oh, Because yeah. she's the best part of anything she's in. And... She, I know she left like a really long time ago. So, like, why are people still watching it if she's not in it? Mm-hmm. Do you, and if you're a Great's Anatomy fan, please let me know the answer to that question because I am truly just, it boggles my mind. And I'm sorry to say that. You can absolutely roast me for my taste because I, my taste is awful sometimes. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I, I can't get behind Great's Anatomy. I don't understand it. Yeah, same. It just seems like so much and so much of the same thing over and over again. Right? And all again, all of the dialogue is fucking like that, and I just can't get behind that. Yeah. Where it's like every... I know I've talked about this before, but it's where every conversation is the most important conversation on the planet. Nobody ever chills the fuck out and just, like, talks about the weather, you know? Yeah. <sighs> And I can definitely understand why people were into it when the show first came out and had several friends who were into it when the show first came out. But it's in its like 2000th season. And I'm just like, guys, you got to you got to let that show die. All right. Yeah, it's like season. It's in supernatural territory. I think it's been longer than supernatural. Now I got to know. Oh, God. Season 18. (gasps) That's too long. That's too long. Yeah, season 18 is currently airing. No show oh my go God. for that long unless it is structured to go for Ugh. that long. And even then, questionable, questionable decisions were made. All right, Travis, what you got? Uh, the Walking ooh, Dead. Ooh, 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 ooh. Nah, also. Well, yeah, no, I had never started The Walking Dead before. So, but when I did start, I was like all in on it, and I'm still, still going. But I'm, ba- I'm not like watching it as they air. I'm waiting for it to come to Netflix. Mm, okay. Um. But what is something? Oh, something that I bounced off of and then came back to was Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh hell mm. yeah! Yeah, uh, finished it sometime last year. Uh, just fucking really had a great time. Had started it multiple, excuse me, multiple times. Bounced off of it by like the fourth or fifth episode. And then finally just like got through it. Got through that hump and had a great fucking time. Nice. Um, What's something that you will never go back to? Like you tried it, hated it. And you're done. It no second chances. Uh, no second chances. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly not sure. I don't think I have a good answer for that one. All right, moving on then. Let us know if you think of anything. Um, for me, uh, any book that I've 
picked up and put down, I will never go back to. Um, life's too short to read stuff you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've put down books on the first fucking page because I don't like the first goddamn page, and I stand by that. Nice. Um, and then other other stuff that I just will never, ever get into, or, like, I tried it, hated it, won't get into it. Um, Gil- uh, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I actually got pretty into Gilmore Girls last year, around the time I had COVID. Um, it's a very, very cute show. But after a while, I got tired of Rory talking to her mom like that, and I was just like, I'm just fucking done. <clears throat> and I'm probably never going to watch it again because I find the characters annoying and it doesn't really grab me that much. But I did. I gave it the old college try. I think I got through like two seasons and I, I bounced. I bounced hard. Hmm. I just can't get into it. Can't get into it anymore. Speaking of things we can't get into, uh, Travis. <laughs> yeah. This episode is called Bad Boys. What are you going to do about it? So Sam and Dean are in the bunker and they're trying to get more information out of Crowley. And Crowley is like, oh yeah, if you want this information, you're going to have to slap my ass and call me a bad boy. And that's that's what happens. Got, Sam and Dean do that. Have you gotten into the fan fiction again, Travis? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> slash fic, you know what I'm saying? Have you gotten into my fan fiction again? Seriously, what's fucking happening? Uh, I don't know. What's what's going on? Ser- what is that what happens? What is going on? Travis, what's going on? <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. Let's find out. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're back. We're back. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, my prediction was wrong. I think that was actually a pretty pretty good beginning section. We got to talk about some neat stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it turned out to be a good topic of conversation. So that, had a good time. that means the second half is going to be... And I just want to apologize <laughs> to the people who listened to our show for the Supernatural Breakdown. Well, yeah, so here's the thing about this episode is that it's a ghost episode. It, it is. We haven't seen one of those in a long time. We haven't seen one of those in a long time. And it's because ghost episodes are so formulaic. They are. Like, we we have said this in the past, especially by the time we got to like season four ghost episodes like historically have just bored the shit out of us i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say this i still think the best ghost episode is the second season episode with the lady who didn't know she was a ghost um oh god i don't even remember that one um i think it's called roadkill and basically like the entire episode uh sam and dean are helping her like find the ghost that killed her husband but it turns out she's a ghost also mm-hmm. and it's like these two ghosts are stuck in a loop so they actually help her move on 
like peacefully. Oh, yeah, season two, episode sixteen. Yeah. And I remember we really liked that episode because it was something oh, different right. on the yeah, ghost yeah, yeah, formula. Because yeah. she's on the on the highway or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's also yes. one of the few ghost episodes, or one of the few episodes, period, at least at, up to this point, where, like, the big, or, like, the monster of the week was actually a very nice person that just, like, mm-hmm. shitty stuff had happened to. Was it, like, totally evil? Yeah. This episode has shades of that, but I don't know. It's not as good. It's not as good as Roadkill. I'm going to say that yeah. right now. It is just, it's not. So, I think the big thing with this episode is that Adam Glass wanted to write a Dean backstory episode, mm-hmm. but then had to put a ghost in it because it's the show Supernatural. I completely agree. Also, will say the back the dean backstory stuff was i enjoyed it was good yeah it was good i i think i don't know i i liked it but there was something holding me back from loving it let's um well first of all ben i want to hear some of your thoughts on this episode but then i, I want to unpack that sorry go on i thought it was fine like i didn't find it this isn't going to be either on a best or a worst episode list for me Mm. it's very it's not bland it's fine it's it's definitely a 6.9 it's a nice episode (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna add that to the fucking bingo card I hope nice. so because I'm gonna nice. bury I'm gonna bury that joke in the ground under the horse that I've beaten to death with it. <laughs> you see but, that pile uh, of mass turning into glue? That's the '69 joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if the joke but, wasn't already several years old by the time this podcast was happening. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I really enjoyed the backstory stuff. I really enjoyed Sunny as a character. Yeah. Uh, he was dope. Uh, they just... They kept trying to go back and forth on the fucking... Uh, was it? Red Herring? Uh, with the kid. And, I, and that's kind of yeah. neat. But it was just like, oh, it was him? Okay. Cool. Oh. It's like it was him, but it wasn't him. So... Yeah. Timmy is absolutely, in my personal opinion, the worst part of this fucking episode. And I did not enjoy the shit with the actual ghost part of it. Right. And and I agree with you, Travis. I really do think Adam Glass wanted to write a Dean backstory episode. And then everyone else was like, okay, but what about the Monster of the Week? And he was like, the, uh, what now? I'm sorry, wait. Yeah. The who? Mean, I, the what? We have to do, oh, sorry. We have to do that every week? What if I just, what if I just hint at the fact that Sam's still possessed by an angel? Well, that, is that enough? And they were like, no, you got to do like a whole plot. <laughs> he was like, fuck. You know, you know. It's going to be what? awkward. <laughs> You know who did this story better? Who? Guillermo del Toro in the movie Mama. I mean, 
I don't think I've seen that one. It's a really good movie. I'm not sure if it's really a, a movie of Guillermo del Toro. I just wanted to see if I could say his name right. Uh, it's um, So that movie is not directed by, nor is it, I think, story by Guillermo del Toro. Mm. But Guillermo del Toro did produce it. And it is actually the um, It Chapter 1 and 2 guy. Oh, okay. That, I think, okay. was like the beginning of his relationship with Jessica Chastain. Nice, cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty much the exact same. I can't either, but it's pretty much the same story of ghost attaches itself to kid. Yeah, or kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like you could pretty much say that about any Guillermo del Toro story. Like, I don't know. I really enjoyed Supernatural seasons one through five, but you know who I think would have handled that story better? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think he, I think he did it better in Pan's Labyrinth for sure, like one hundred percent. Have you seen The Shape of Water? Because I'm pretty sure I could definitely compare some episodes of Supernatural to The Shape of Water, and I think The Shape of Water would come out on top, like for sure. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is just you know fucking amazing, uh, but. Um, I I had a I had a thing. Oh, here's what it is. And maybe this is why Travis, maybe this is why you could not get behind the flashback scenes. Supernatural is obviously an American television show, but not uh-huh. every episode is so American. This episode is crazy American. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is as American as apple pie and like manifest destiny and americano coffees that's how american it is it's as american as cholesterol problems yeah it's super 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 american there is nothing more american to me than like hearing a about a kid stealing food and the american justice system being like we gotta lock them up yeah (laughs) like or make an attempt and if that doesn't work, we'll send him to a labor camp, like a farm where he'll work. <laughs> send him to Camp Green Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that this farm for boys where they do farm work to rehabilitate them is like necessarily a bad thing only because i don't know i'm sure somebody's written a paper about how we should not send children to work on farms if they're like in bad home situations or break the law um but i haven't read that paper so i can't really comment on it but there's a scene where sunny is like you know it's it's very much like this hard work will rehabilitate like a child whose problem is, is yeah. that he doesn't have money for food. That it 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 feels like a very capitalist answer. Well, yeah. it, it it yeah. Again, honestly, this phrase crossed my mind, and that is um uh the the Puritan like idle hands. Is oh the yeah, devil's idle play- hands are the devil. Yeah, yeah. Are the devil's playthings. Yeah. yeah. So and I, um, and it was also like it's a state-run institution. I assume very religious. 
uh, uh, underpinnings with Ruth. The I don't know if it was specifically state run. The way I interpreted it was that it was um, independently run, but got got state funding. Yes, or and like they had a grant or something, and. Even if it's not state run, and I definitely see your interpretation, the state will still send people there as opposed to juvie. mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that juvie is the option either. I mean, the American rehabilitation like prison system is just absolutely fucked. But um, I don't know. It's kind of weird that there is this religious element to this place, right? But it's it's where the state will send kids, which, by the way, is a thing that happens in real life. Like you can 100 percent like use Christianity, I guess, or like do community service for fucking churches and shit and have minor prison sentences commuted. Yeah. You know, so it's not like that far out of the realm of a possibility but it is extremely american to me just extremely fucking american for sure yeah uh one thing for me is that i think i feel conflicted about the me- i i feel like i got mixed messages when it came to dean's feeling about this place mm. because we see, and I guess this is part of like Sam's conflict as well with this whole situation. It's like we see Dean, like, basically being happy, having a good time, being successful, um, has very fond memories of this place, but has never mentioned it and has never talked about it. It was Dean's first taste at a normal life yeah as normal as it could get for him at that time Mm -hmm. and i think it's weird that dean has so many fond memories about this when he again has given sam such a fucking hard time about not wanting to be a hunter anymore um you're right also, Dean has always been the person who fucking, like, loves hunting. Um, yeah. So for him to have this episode is 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 kind of confusing for his character, I think, a little like, bit. I, I can see this being a... San- if, if the roles were reversed and this was Sam who went to a boy's home because he got caught doing something he shouldn't have and then John and Dean were busy on a hunt so they said hey we'll just fucking leave him there uh and then he excelled at school instead of wrestling he was on like i don't know the chess team or something cuz he's a fucking nerd <laughs> yeah yeah um he gets to go to a school dance like i can see this being a sam episode it's a lot harder to believe it being a dean episode um, the reason why they made it a Dean episode is once again playing into his like John didn't raise Sam. Dean helped raise Sam. Like like right. some days they ate because Dean was there to buy food. You know? 
<clears throat> and this all happened because Dean was trying to steal food for Sam. Exactly. Yeah. Like, John was off being not a parent, following his personal fucking revenge quest, as per usual. And then, when his son got caught for Jean Valjean crimes... Like, <laughs> literally stealing bread. Like, literally stealing fucking bread. John was like, let him rot. And ultimately, the punishment was not for the stealing. Because yeah. if it had been, that would have been fucking ridiculous, seeing as their entire life is centered around, you know, their entire livelihood is really thievery um, mm -hmm. through their magic credit card scams. The punishment was... And I'm not even going to say it's for him losing it in a card game. It was because he got caught, I think. And because he left yeah. Sam alone to go do this and potentially, like, put him in danger. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that John gives a shit about Sam, too, in any, you know, serious way. I don't need, I don't really think he cares about his, or he cared about his sons outside of, like, the bare minimum. Period. This is yet another fuck John episode. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it it's so crazy because like Dean's like it was a dad's fault. I fucked up. And it's like Dean, you were 16 years old. He should have fucking parented you. Like and not left you to get groceries. Like the the way that this could have been avoided is if John had bought groceries or left you with Bobby before he left. Yeah. yeah. That just 100% would have solved the entire issue. But he didn't because he's a piece of shit. And the show keeps being like, yeah, John's a piece of shit. And then the characters will be like, well, I understand where he's coming from. And then the <laughs> audience is like, you understand why he abused children? And it just is very confusing. Yeah. I will say that I see where you're coming from and seeing this as like a Sam episode, but I don't think that would have been possible for the show to do at this time. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do find it very hilarious that we're making Les Mis references when there is fucking uh, Temple of the Dog references that we could be making. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouths of decadence. <laughs> but I'm very much with you. If John had just gone to fucking Publix or like left them with Bobby, this would have been. been fine. But there also wouldn't have been a story. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, and I, and again, I, I understand, like, it's totally in character for John to do all of this. My issue is that the characters keep being like, no, 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 this is really, I mean, John did the best he could. And it's like, no, he definitely <laughs> did not. He definitely he did, didn't. He did. He did. Like a minimum. Yeah, he he barely kept y'all clothed and fed. Like that's not mm. the best he could. That is woefully. Yeah. That's just real bad. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I wonder if because you know the supernatural prequels apparently happening. 
I wonder if they're going to go into Mary's past growing up in a family of hunters. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if she had that similar nomadic lifestyle that Sam and Dean did. Or did she get to, like, stay? You know? Um, yeah, that is a good question. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you make an assumption based on the time travel episodes we've had, it seemed like the, uh, Oh God, the Campbells were like in town to stay. Like they had a house yeah. and everything. But, you know, like they could have just been, you know, renting it or it could be a hunter house or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be very interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know. I uh I, I'm, I, I mean, we're definitely going to, like, at least watch the pilot episode of the prequel if slash when it comes out. Oh, um, for sure. So maybe that's something that we'll get to see. Uh, you know, fingers crossed, I guess. Fingers fucking crossed. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the flashbacks and Sunny. Um, by the way, a very Sam moment happened this episode. Sam finds out Sonny's an ex-con and is like, well, Sonny's an ex-con. And Dean says, yeah, like, we're f- such fucking angels. And correct, Dean. Yeah. You're not such. <laughs> but but Sam has always kind of had that attitude about, like, ex-cons. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Sam, you're an ex-con. What the fuck are you doing? Like, technically. Sam, Sam is like... Basically, a wine mom like Sam. Oh God, how do I how do I put this? Sam is a suburbanite mom mm-hmm. meeting her punk rock kids' friends for the first time. Yes, one hundred percent. Like, oh, that's your friend. I heard he gets all D's. And then, and then her kid is like, "Yeah, all these nuts, mom, got him." Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at her report card, and it turns out the mom also got all these. Yep. Because Sam is also definitely a criminal who has done <laughs> terrible things. <laughs> Arguably, Sam, you've done crimes on purpose before, many times. Hey, remember that time you wore crime gloves specifically to get arrested doing a crime? I remember that time. I guess your crimes are absolved when you fake your death and everyone believes you're dead after an international manhunt. You know what? Sam has saved the world and was tortured for it for like 200 years, so he is allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. But maybe keep the judgment... Out of your voice, Sam. He's not allowed to be like, but I heard he's been to jail before. Yeah, not allowed. He's definitely not allowed to be an asshole about it. Oh, and he smokes the reefer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another Sam moment I really enjoyed this episode was in the very beginning when he calls out Kevin and Dean's name. They don't respond. And he's like, oh, finally, some alone time. And he pulls out the Wizard of Oz that Dorothy gave him. Um, a couple episodes ago and starts reading it. I thought that was super cute. Um, I love little character moments like that. Yeah. Sam just wants to curl up with his favorite rolled doll book. and. Oh, my God. 
We're just hitting all those bingo cards, moments, aren't we? You know that's not who wrote it, Travis. I mean, you know that's still, not right. Still up in the air. <laughs> Speaking of things that are very American, this episode definitely the Wizard of Goddamn Oz. <laughs> what rolled doll was it from Boston? All right, that's funny in my head. <laughs> um. Anyway, Boston, <laughs> the England of America. I mean, it is a New England, so sure, 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 sure. Oh, um. Okay, so flashbacks. So we've already kind of talked about why Dean is at the farm, and also how much he enjoys being at the farm. Um. And he does. He joins the wrestling team. He goes to, like, school where he actually gives a shit and tries. Um, he gets a girlfriend. A girlfriend named Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin, he meets Robin and is like, Robin's like, okay, what do you want? And Dean's like, yo, don't you remember me? It's Dean. And Robin's like, I, I don't fucking what? No, I don't know who you are. And honestly, I kind of wish that she just had it remembered because that would play into the theory I have that Dean is not actually a ladies man. That he is just like a super hardcore nerd with the girls and they like him anyways because he's a super hardcore dork about it. But he's not this like suave seductor who's like really good at sex. Oh, yeah. Like he, he's actually kind of bad at sex. Like, he rubs your thigh and is like, ooh, baby, is this the clitoris? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, you definitely nailed it. What is happening? Like, that's what I want to believe, for sure. Um, uh, but uh, no, she she does remember him. She's just pretending not to because he broke her heart. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. What do you guys think about Robin? Um... I mean, it was like, okay, I guess it was not entirely necessary. Yeah. Um, but I guess it was nice for the flashback. Yeah, for the flashback, it was nice, but didn't really need to happen. Like, I don't even... Like, why was she standing there at the end of the episode and not Sunny? Like, I know she was there for the fight with the ghost, but it's still Sunny's goddamn farm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I agree with you. Uh, I didn't really like Robin's scenes. Didn't think they were necessary. Um, and honestly, his role could have been filled or her role could have been filled by Sonny. Yeah. Like not the first kiss, obviously that would have been fucked up, but, um, or the, his date to the dance that also would have been fucked up, but they could have had some random girl be his date to the dance and like all the scenes with her, like, instead of, you know, his mom, her mom teaching Dean how to play the guitar, Sonny could have started teaching Dean how to play the guitar. And maybe you could have gotten a little f- fishing montage or whatever the fuck. You know, wholesome, like, father-son shit. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the stuff we get with Bobby, the real dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um... I, I I definitely don't think her character was necessary. And, and she kind of played the damsel in distress at the end. Again, another role that just could have been filled by fucking Sunny. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would have developed him more. And as yeah. the relationship between him and Dean is the actual important one this episode, I think it would have made a little more sense. Um, was there, I know there was a conversation where Sonny, it was a flashback conversation where Sonny was asking Dean about like being into the occult and heavy metal. Yeah. Because of Dean, like, you know, doing all of his weird hunter shit. Mm-hmm. And Dean was like, no, I no, man, nah. And I really wanted there to be a scene where it's like Sonny is the person who introduced Dean to classic rock. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get that. And I was upset. Because if anyone is going to introduce Dean to classic rock, it better be someone that looks like Sonny. Yeah, for really. sure. I will go ahead and say this. I do think that um, I do think that John introduced Dean to classic rock and I am okay with that because it is entirely possible to have abusive family members and still have good moments and good memories with them. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, okay, again, not to hop on my, like, Dean hatred train, but I do think that Dean can be very abusive to Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you can make an argument that Sam is also abusive to Dean, but I do not agree with that, and I'm not going to go into it tonight because that's not really the point I'm trying to make. That doesn't discount all of the good times and good memories that Sam and Dean have had together. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's also been incredibly awful to Sam, and that is valid as well. You know what I mean? So I do think that John having some, I guess, nice things he's done is both kind of adds some complexity to his character but then also you know doesn't discount all of the truly the truly awful things that he did as a father right so yeah i did that's just my two cents on that but i do also think it would have been super cute and i think that the 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 guitar scene could totally happened yeah for sure also i did like the sentiment that sunny tried to impart on dean which is like hey you know sometimes you have to do things for yourself even if it hurts you know the people in your life because it's what's best for you Mm -hmm. there's and honestly the irony here is that that is the scene that would have been perfect for sam because sam's been that person like dean didn't go to college sam did and Sam going to college, scare quotes, hurt John, but it was the right thing for Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam, Dean has never tried to, like, stake out his own life in a way that's, according to some other characters, selfish. But Sam has. That's, like, yeah. Sam's whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Uh, so let's circle back to Timmy. Okay. Um, Timmy, you know, admittedly was not great in this episode. The only, like, good Timmy scene was Dean interacting with him because mm. Dean interacting with kids is always a blessing. Yes. It's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Taught him how to shake hands like a man. If you can shake hands like that, you'll be all right. 
Mm-hmm. That was something else that felt very, very uh, American. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Gotta shake hands the proper manly way. Yeah. Kung Fu grip. Gotta shake hands like an action figure. Mm-hmm. But, um... But, yeah, so Timmy was kind of like the thing this episode. He was the monster in a way because the monster was actually his mom bonded to him. Yeah. But it was like Ben said earlier, it was like he was also, he was the thing and the red herring at the same time, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we see, um, you know, bad shit go on around him. And they do imply that he causes it, and then we see that it's actually his mom taking vengeance on people that are mean to him. Right. Or people who are putting Timmy in danger, but her idea of what danger is is Yeah. Very different muddled. from Yeah. Yeah, because a man with a flashlight telling everyone to go to bed is the most dangerous thing I can think of. Yeah. Meanwhile he gets like fucking tractored to death. Yeah. Yep. And we didn't even uh, as, see what Ruth did to Timmy, like, other than be kind of a hard ass about right, doing yeah, chores. Yeah, Ruth didn't even do anything. We never really. even saw them interact, and she got what I think is one of the most terrifying deaths we've had. For sure. She is in a bathtub, and, like, the the bathtub curtain falls down on her and suffocates her to death. Yeah, yeah, drown like suffocates and drowns her. Yeah, and her face while is all Ave Maria smushed. is playing. Oh God, <laughs> it's like that is the fucking Godfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the Ave Maria part was like I was like, okay, come on. Yeah, <laughs> but the rest of the scene was very is a very scary death. Mm. But I, it was. Oh, sorry. It, I I wanted to say real quick. I think it is the most. Um, like upsetting scene that I've watched in Supernatural in a really long time that has nothing to do with like Dean gaslighting Sam or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh I also really liked the lawnmower sequence. Like as soon as the lawnmower sequence started, oh yeah. I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Oh god. Like anytime there is a situation in this show where a civilian needs to put their hands near something sharp it's gonna go bad. Yep. Yeah. You know, they've done that many times, and still, <laughs> still, I am always just kind of like, about it. Like, just 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as the kid started reaching his hand all the way in to mm. pull the clumps of grass out, I was like, that kid's gonna have no hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna hand it to you. Good foreshadowing. Yep. Uh, but to circle back to the first guy, that's the one death that really made sense to me because yeah. he he gives him like three chances. And on that third chance, he says, all right, oh, yeah, the belt's coming off. Mm-hmm. And if even if you're a ghost, like just petering around in the ether and you hear someone threaten your child with a belt, I'd imagine you might tractor him to death a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that tracks. 
That one probably was the most deserved out of all of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the lawnmower scene happened. um, It was these two kids who were, like, bullying Timmy, which, like, is fucked up, and those kids were definitely assholes. Um, But they're also fucking kids, you know? They're the one victims that did not die, by the way. Like, the one kid got his hand pretty fucked up, but Dean says that he just needs some stitches and some ibuprofen and he'll be fine. So yeah. What is this fallout? You can kill kids now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I think the series really started going downhill in fallout three when you couldn't kill kids anymore. <laughs> I think it's the only complaint I have about anything. Any of the Bethesda fallout games is that <laughs> you can't Fair kill enough, any man. kids. Yeah. yeah. Them late term abortions, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yep. Hey. Late, late. And hey. if you kill McCready, like 22 years late. Mm hmm. Um, How old is Mr. House? Never mind. <laughs> like 200 and something? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Timmy is a creepy child. Yeah. Um, but I don't stare out windows. He does. And that, that was kind of weird, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't really think he's like, like, I don't know. I didn't think he was that creepy of a creepy child. Like I've definitely seen better creepy children in this show. Even. Yeah. He wasn't the creepiest, but it like, I feel like he had just, the right amount of vibes for the episode. Like, because that was kind of the thing they were going for is like the bullied kid that secretly has ghost powers. Yeah. That kid did look like he listened to fucking pumped up kicks on repeat though. (laughs) Oh yeah. That kid needs some serious, serious fucking therapy, by the way. Like, Please get that child some fucking help. Oh, yeah. The whole sequence with his mom's death Mm. at the end. And, like, because he was, like, telling the story. And then there was also, like, the little drawings of what was going on. Yeah. Flashing in between, like, what was actually happening. Mm. That was very... That was kind of silly. Also, the action... Well, yeah. That that kid. Mm. Get him uh, some help. Basically survived an exploding car crash because his mom pushed him out of the car and he ran away before the car fucking went up in a ball of flames. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't have to kill the kid for. I'm glad they didn't have to kill Timmy though. But for a second, I thought they were going to like yeah, legitimately. Right? I was speaking of Fallout One. Like I legitimately thought they were about to kill the fucking kid. <laughs> Have we ever had to kill a kid in Supernatural that wasn't a ghost kid? I don't think we've had to kill... Like, I don't think the heroes have had to kill a kid, but there have definitely been dead kids in Supernatural. One last episode with the teenage girl who, Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but we've even had, like, dead babies. Um, oh, shit. Lil- Lilith ate babies, and one of her that's demons right. was yeah. definitely kidnapping babies for her to eat. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. So we've had a lot of, like, dead kids in the show, but I, I don't think we've had any of the protagonists kill a child. Unless you count Crowley as a protagonist, and I, I, even though I don't think he's killed a kid yet. Right. Yeah. That is, I mean, I don't know. I, I, 
I I can see the way Crowley kills kids is like they make a demon deal as a kid, but then ten ten years later they'll be an adult and then get killed. Yeah. Like I don't think I for some reason I can't see Crowley being the bu- the businessman that he is. Actually, I can see him making a demon deal with a child, mm-hmm. but not actually killing the kid until he was the kid was of age. I do yeah. think that that's one place that, I mean, I think that Crowley would definitely threaten to kill a kid. And also in universe, like if this wasn't a television show we were watching, I think that he actually probably would kill a child. But I also think the showrunners want him to be likable enough and killing a kid is one of those things that's just just a little too little too, too much. It's too big of a hole to dig him back out of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, killing a kid's rough. Killing a teenager, maybe he could get away with, but a child, like a child, child, like someone yeah. Timmy's age, I just don't think he'd ever recover from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I gotta say. Didn't like Timmy all that much. Um, glad he didn't die. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I, Hell yeah. And I do think the scene with his mom was super fucking... Did not make me feel anything. Just didn't... Nah. It didn't. Yeah. She... The, the actress who plays the mom, by the way, because the ghost mom comes up and she, like, looks super fucked up. And basically the way to solve the issue here is uh, Dean's like, hey, Timmy, you gotta let her go. And Timmy's like, no. And then Dean says, sometimes you have to do things that are selfish for you, even if your family... Basically what uh, Sonny told him in earlier in the episode the advice that Dean just absolutely has not taken and has braided other people for doing. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm feeling super salty about Dean this episode. I'm sorry. I really did. I actually really liked him this episode. I just, you know, they had the little reminder that Sam is still, you know, possessed. And I think that just, uh, it brought it all out of me. Brought it out of me. Yeah. Um, Oh, also, I will say something about this episode that was kind of jarring is the fact that um, after school special Dean is like only two years older than this actor and looks completely fucking different. But I am 95% sure that young Dean here plays young Dean in other episodes. Yes, he does. Okay. Um... I was just looking at that. Dylan Everett, who plays young Dean in this episode, also plays young Dean in season 10, episode 12, about a boy. Okay. Uh, however, in that episode, Dean is 14 and not 16. Mm. And in season 11, episode 8, Just My Imagination, where young Dean is 13. Mm-hmm. That is quoted directly from my favorite website, SupernaturalWiki.com. Mm. Have, you, have you settled that as your homepage yet? Uh, not quite yet, but it is on my, uh, when I go to my Google, like, Chrome landing page, it is one of my predetermined shortcuts now. So it, it, it's, it knows I'm on to something here. Yeah, it knows you're about to make it your home page. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so basically Timmy has to let his mom go and he does. And that's pretty much it. And Dean did not know that that was going to work. He just kind of made a guess and thank God for them it did because otherwise they would have been dead. But after Timmy lets her go, she turns back into like just a, you know, normal looking human being. And um, not a creepy ghost lady. Yeah. And I, so they had two different actresses for that. Yes. Which I did think was I thought cool. that was very a very interesting move to do. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, especially considering the fact that, like, there's only ten actors in Vancouver at any point in time. <laughs> Do you know how I know that? Because they reused two of those actors for this episode. They had been in earlier episodes of Supernatural. They did indeed. Yeah. <laughs> in Dean. <laughs> Wow, what was that? They did indeed. <laughs> oh man, second, Travis, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, who who got a return episode this time? Uh, Aaron Carpluck, Pluk, who plays Robin, also played Monica Holt in Salvation season one, episode twenty one. And oh. Tom McBeath, who plays Jack, also played Scott Carey's father in Hunted, Season 2, Episode 10. Hmm. Now I kind of want to watch some, like, older episodes of Supernatural. Just to see some of these other, like, side actors again? Uh, no. No, just to... Just to remember when I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Um, Definitely not the second thing. So I think it's interesting that this season we have had a lot of, like, production order scramble. So this episode was filmed fifth but released seventh. Um... And we've had other episodes that have been like that, where it's like they filmed it, uh, like the last episode was shot seventh, but aired sixth. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think there was another one previous to that that was also a, mi- a mixed up order. Uh, I just think it's interesting because I feel like that is affecting how we are receiving the story. Really? You think so? I think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I would have to go look at, like, the full timeline of production versus release. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's... I, I know it has happened in shows like King of the Hill before. Yeah. Where it's like, it was produced in a certain order, but then the network told them to run episodes at certain times and it fucked up like the context of some episodes so I wonder if a little bit of that happened here because it, it we are kind of in this weird jump between you know Dean gaslighting everyone and everything to this kind of like nice little distraction from all that yeah yeah I do think that there were some nice brother moments this episode, which again, just get compounded by the knowledge that pretty soon 
Dean's gonna have it's, to come clean about the yeah, Zeke thing. Yeah, it's all gonna fall apart. Yeah. Like, it, at the end, Sam says, hey, you know, I know it hasn't been easy for you, but I just want to say, like, thank you so much for being my brother and, like, taking care of me when Dad wouldn't. And Dean's basically like, eh, no problem, kid. And that's a genuinely nice little scene where we have Sam, who, Sam and Dean, who have been at just complete fucking odds mm-hmm. for, for the past several seasons, it feels like, and just constantly lying to each other and arguing and holding stuff over each other's heads. To have that moment is kind of sweet. But it's it's overshadowed by the knowledge that like Dean has kept this huge secret from Sam that is absolutely going to cause shit to go wrong in their relationship. Yeah. And in that, I actually I do think I kind of agree with you because um Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just one of those strange things because I know you can, you know, obviously in today's day and age, you can film stuff out of order and right. still put it in order later. But I think when you're making TV like this, I, I feel like some of that gets affected a little bit. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you do get that that start at the very beginning of the episode when Dean is like, is everybody OK with that? Like when saying it to Sam? Yeah, and then the writers had to be like, oh shit, Sam's supposed to be suspicious of that. Yeah. Yeah. I It confuses me that Dean, who has not displayed this kind of like asking Zeke permission behavior before, suddenly feels the need to do it this episode outside of, we need to remind the audience who is watching this week by week that this is a thing. Also later, Sam's going to be like, aha! So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. I'm going to check something real quick. I'm not going to tell Travis what that thing is, but I am going to make suspicious confirming noises. So give me just a second. <laughs> oh, can't wait to hear these confirming noises. Hmm. Yes, I'm confirming these. I'm doing some suspicious noises. Hmm. 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 Interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, hashtag confirmed. All right. Hmm. All right. Confirmed. I'm going to put up um, the title cards from uh, Majora's Mask. What? 24 hours remaining. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. I'll confirm what I just confirmed when we get to the part where I need to confirm it. Excellent. Good. I definitely will forget about this interaction. Oh, 100%. (laughs) But I'll remind you. I'll remind you. Don't worry, buddy. Excellent. What else about this episode that we need to talk about? Uh, Anything anything else really stand out? Make us feel things. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like this episode was fine. It was good. I liked it, but it just had those moments that made me not love it. You know, yeah. Yeah. 
I am glad that we've had so many episodes in a row that I've actually enjoyed. Mm. Yes. Because I'm I'm basically every time I hit play <laughs> every time I hit play episode, I am just like bracing for impact. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real will they won't they. Yep. And sometimes you're like, ooh, they didn't. They did not. No. No. Yeah, I, w- I would say the past couple episodes, while I had, while I do not think they are great, I was really concerned for a minute that, like, season nine was just going to be a total fucking crapshoot. And um, have been surprised by how much I've enjoyed some of the past couple episodes. Yeah, I'm glad it hasn't been a total shit show so far. Yeah. I, but I'm I'm waiting for the fucking uh you know, the the roller coaster to reach its peak. Yeah. It's 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 a shame because this entire season has just been like colored by the fact that we're going to have to get to um the liar the reveal part of the liar revealed plot <laughs> yeah i don't know if i've talked about this before but this this right here is why i don't like liar reveal plots they're predictable um they're like tension building but the tension is stupid you know yeah. how you know it's going to end with the liar being forgiven like no matter how bad the lie was I just ah, I'm not a ah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of liar reveal plots. Just, Most of the time, yeah. they aren't great, and it could have just it it would have saved time to not lie at all, and it didn't really add anything as much as it took away. Yeah, and there's definitely a way to do stories about liars where their lies are revealed that are good, and I think I think the main way to do it is like have them not be forgiven, you know. Yeah. Or like I don't know. I mean it is it is one aspect of something and there definitely are things I enjoy that center around liar reveal parts plots, but uh not not this, you know, not fucking uh, yeah, this. Yeah, I mean cuz like in some ways murder mystery movies are liar revealed plots. Like I just watched Knives Out. Oh. And that's basically like that's a liar reveal plot where Everyone is lying. Okay, so... And that's what makes it fun. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this. That is not what a liar reveal plot is. No, no, I know. Okay, I know. okay. I was like, no, I mean, no. But, but, like, there's good ways to put lying into a plot and not have it be just that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, Supernatural doesn't know that. No. No, they do not. They forgot, yeah. I think. I don't think they knew, Doug. They, yeah, they never knew. <laughs> they never knew. They didn't, they didn't forget so much as not be aware. Yeah, can you forget what you never knew? Yeah. Guys, I promise you there's a way to have conflict without centering around people lying to each other. Like, yeah. I promise you it's possible. All right, but what if you're lying to me right now? No, I'm not. I promise. <laughs> ah, reveal. No, no. <laughs> Alright, you wanna gotcha. read some you wanna read some reviews, baby? Hell yeah. Yeah, we do that. Alright, so this episode kinda surprises me. There is a lot of ten out of tens here, but there's some not so great reviews either. I'm gonna do the lowest review and then I'll do a high review. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and I think you're going to be kind of shocked by this low review. All right. It's titled Stupid Bathtub Death. <laughs> Jane Dead was very stupid. How she? How can she die asphyxiated when it was clear you have to let your hand down, your head down, and come out the other way so easy? What the hell happened to good writing? Very big disappointed. One out of ten. Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Yep. Yes. One out of ten for that one death. Yep. Holy shit! By the way, not to be like this asshole, but um, actually, the character's name was Ruth, not Jane. And also, it's pretty fucking hard to get out of a bathtub, actually. It's very difficult, and she's an older lady. All right, I'm going to do a more in-depth review that is also not one of the high... That is also one of the lower-reviewed ones. Um, But, like, is it just, you know, based off of, like, one scene? Not working. All right. Doesn't work in continuity. Sloppy writing. The crew needed to rewatch After School Special. I disagree. No one needs to rewatch After School Special. (laughs) On its own, this is an episode well within typical supernatural quality. The kid actors are all pretty good. Timmy is especially engaging. The ghost story is believable, and the red herring worked fairly well. The Dean stuff works as long as you don't think too much about it. But there's a couple of big, big issues for this episode in continuity. First, the resolution of the ghost story is among the lamest on the show's run. There is a stiffness to the writing that is noticeable, and I hate when the show has a blunt moral to an episode. I am also not sure if the ghosts moving on works within the rules the series has laid out. Is the only other episode that does this sort of ending is Roadkill, and there the coast was calm. Second, Young Dean and the whole flashback scenes do not really fit with prior text. Young Dean is 16 in this episode, and it is heavily implied that Robin was his first kiss. He's also soulful and more introspective than Dean usually is. But in After School Special, Dean is 18, and is shown to be a fully formed playboy, and as cocky as adult Dean is, or was in Season 1. The two years between the flashbacks are not believable for the time uh, allocated for the change to happen. Moreover, the trajectory that this episode sets Dean on does not lead to Dean at 18, but instead to Dean as he is in season 9. Add in that young Dean at 16 and young Dean at 18 don't work, don't both work as the younger Ackles, and the flashbacks largely fail. 6 out of 10. Wow, they just read this episode all wrong, huh? I mean, I definitely see where they're coming from. I can see some of the stuff, like the it being implied that this was Dean's first kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other stuff, it's like, hey, let's fucking chill out. We're nine seasons into this show, and you're going to think they're going to remember some shit from one episode eight years ago? Fuck that. I mean, that's actually a complaint I've had a lot of uh, yeah, for this season. <laughs> Hey guys, remember the show that you guys are working on? Please go back and watch it. I don't know if you know, they recorded it, so that should be available. <laughs> um, I, I see where this review is coming from. I don't necessarily think that it's like... Okay, so I don't think the ghost rules here are that big of a fucking deal, because... Yeah, ghost rules are fucking gelatinous anyway. They yeah. Can, form whatever shape you want it to be sure uh, but but more than that this is like a different ghost situation right 
this is the first time we've seen a ghost where it's less like the ghost is here on their own this time. I mean, no ghost is ever here on their own, but this time the ghost's anchor is a person and mm. not a kidney inside a person, just like a straight up person. So yeah. I, I'm more willing to accept that, like, maybe the rules for how they move on are just a little different unless you, like, again, kill the kid, which I am glad they didn't have to do. The Dean stuff, yeah, I, I definitely see where they're coming from. Where like this sets sixteen-year-old Dean to be way more like D- season nine Dean than he was in season one. But a lot of things do change between sixteen and eighteen, and I mean, we meet Dean at twenty-six, so who the fuck knows what happens there? So I, I, I'm going to say yeah. it's a bit more of a stretch. Yeah, for real. Yeah, when you're a teenager, you're a different fucking person for every year that you're alive. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Um, and who knows? Maybe, hey, Robin is like, go kiss a lot of girls, and maybe he fucking does, you know? Yeah. Maybe he fucking does. Um... Yeah. All right, and we're gonna do a a ten out of ten. Oh boy, all the ten out of ten reviews are fucking novels. All right, this episode instantly feels like one from the old seasons. Right from the classic ghost killing at the beginning with cold breath scenes, right to using a classic fire poker and salt to defend themselves. Also, it contains a very interesting insight into Dean's past. Dean gets a call from Sunny, the owner of a home for boys, about a mysterious death. Dean then informs Sam he was sent there as punishment, blah, 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 blah. Not going to read the recap of the episode. Um, The ghost in the episode is kept unseen until the end, which I liked, as it kept it very mysterious, and I genuinely had no idea why the ghost was there until Sam discovers Timmy's drawings. It turns out the ghost was Timmy's mom, protecting him after she once did when she died in a car accident. She was quite creepy when she appeared. I like the special effects on her. As she burned in the car crash, this was emphasized in her ghostly form. The main selling point of this episode for me was all the flashbacks to Dean's time at the farm. Every now and then, we see Dean go from hating being there and not caring to trusting Sonny and even getting his first kiss. The young actor who played Dean did a great job at emulating older Dean's mannerisms. I felt so sorry for Dean at the end when he was happy with Robin, was about to take her to the school dance. Only to have John show up and take him. The look on his face when he saw little Sam in the car and knew he had to leave his relationship with Robin behind was heartbreaking. As I said before, it makes you wonder if John was a bad father, dragging his son around hunting, when they both could have had good lives. Overall, I love this episode, partly for its classic ghost hunt slash haunted house feel, and mainly for Dean's past. Sonny and Robin were great characters. I really liked them both and loved Dean and Robin together. Very emotional at the end. Um... I love the line in this review that's like, it makes you wonder if John was a bad dad. Nope, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 10 out of 10. An excellent classic styled episode. Nice. Yeah. I agree with that one a lot. Yeah. Makes you really wonder if John was a bad dad. Nope, I don't need to wonder. I know. He was awful. Just real fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns before we wrap this, wrap this bitch up? No, it's all done for me. We hit all of the notes. Yeah, all my points anyway. Sure, we maybe missed some stuff. Like, do you notice that Sunny's socks weren't matching? 
Neither did I. Because they probably were matching. We didn't get to see Sunny's socks. No, Robin's socks weren't <laughs> matching. <laughs> Holy shit, they weren't? No, nah, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know either. We didn't get to see Robin's socks either. One thing, one thing I do want to comment on that I promise we'll leave is that Robin and Dean, when they're teenagers, admit that they don't necessarily want the life that their dad has set out for them. Robin's dad wants her to run this diner. Dean's dad wants him to be a piece of shit. I mean, a hunter. And, you know, they don't, they don't want that. Dean turns out he wants to be a rock star and Robin's dad and Robin wants to be a photographer and neither of them got to do what they wanted. Yeah. And I will say, I do like how the episode handles that because instead of it being like a sad thing, they're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of fell into it and it turns out I actually really like it. And, you know, I'm not upset about it. Yeah, that's fine. And I kind of, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I did like that little part. That is a nice little thing because life is just like that sometimes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I feel like that's. You were talking about how American this show, this episode was. I feel like that's another very American thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. All right. Travis, the next episode is called Rock in a Hard Place. What is it about? Rock in a Hard Place. Mm hmm. Okay. So, you know how in this episode, uh,. The lady who died in the shower, she made Sam and Dean take off their shoes before they got in the house. Yes. Well, this episode picks up right as that episode ended. And they're leaving the house. And they're putting their shoes on. And then they're walking to the Impala. And Sam starts doing this weird thing with his foot. And Dean is like, yo, Sam, are you okay? Which, I mean, he probably wouldn't do that. He'd probably just gaslight Sam and be like, there's nothing wrong with your foot. Get over it. Mm. Um, but what is actually going on is that Sam has a rock in his shoe. I hope that doesn't happen because that sounds <laughs> very boring. I actually blacked out while you're describing that. Yeah. No, I've, I rewatched the entirety of season nine in the last five seconds. That that does happen next week, and we have to talk about it, Ari. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. But Nobody wants that. I have also seen Into the Future. We totally rock that episode. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, excellent. Ben. Good. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen next week, but if it does, we'll talk about it on Hey Ass Butt. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, then check out our website, habcast.com, where you can find links to everything on our socials, the secrets NASA's hiding from us. The Congressional um, Library. The Congressional Library of Congress. Browsers. Uh, yeah. What really happened to... Um, the Lindbergh baby. Just fucking everything. Fucking everything. McDonald's doesn't have the McRib year around. Yes. And is Bill Hicks really Alex Jones? Yes. It, I, I actually have an answer for the for the McRib thing, and it's to drum up popularity, because let's be real, the McRib is not that good. Didn't All right. Um, and it has to do with pork prices. Yeah, yeah, that too. So, if you want to check out our socials, we are at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Ask But a Supernatural Podcast on 
Facebook. Uh, you can find a link to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Habcast, where you can listen to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, as well as for the lowest option we have, $1 a month, join our Discord. Come say hi. Um, it's fun. People talk to each other. My mind is blown that we have people who support the show. Thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.